Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Court, from the Holding Court Podcast. See, ACP is where the streets and black excellence meet. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. Let me ask you this. What did you... The, how many times you've been to prison? Well, jail and prison, because mm-hmm. people don't mm-hmm. correlate the two. Right. So let's say penitentiary. Did you sat twice? Down? Twice. Okay. Twice. Longest I was given fifteen, and I did four ten. Okay. And then I did another sixteen months federal. Okay. And uh, I've done juvie. I've done. Well, your last stint. I just want to ask you, um, what did you learn while you were in prison? And how did it did did it did it influence you to like make make some different decisions to pivot, or you know how how did you spend that time? And what did you learn? So I was a weird, was a weird drug dealer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did not live the characteristic, you know. Mm-hmm. When I did the show American Dope, I'll probably mm-hmm. went down to the hotel where I caught my murder case, and I was a, I drove I drove a Camry. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for drugs in the Camry. Right. You know, I had a cop pull me over and tell you, so, don't you play for the Rams? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, times are tough right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mindset when I would go to prison was, I got this. What I finally learned was when you go to jail for not paying your taxes, you go to jail for murder. Mm-hmm. You know, jail punch somebody in the face. That's what you went to jail for. The last time wow. for tax evasion. Wow. When I took over Mo Thugs, mm-hmm. I owed three point two million dollars. Mm-hmm. This is on record. So you acquired Mo Thugs. I acquired debt. and I acquired all their debts. Wow. See what you did there. See what I did there. You like that? <laughs> I did. Thanks. And um, getting a letter on your door at your beautiful new beach house. And it says soul property lien. It should have been spelled S-O-U-L because mm-hmm. they're ripping your soul out, but it was spelled, it's spelled S-O-L-E. There's a levy and there's a lien. You want the levy first. Yeah. You don't want the lien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got the lien. Okay. And I went on the run. Mm-hmm. And without saying any names, Man, can I borrow, you know, a lawyer that I've had for, who was Suge's attorney, mm-hmm. who was Nate Dogg's attorney, you know who you are, mm-hmm. fucking window liquor. Um, and I said, can I borrow some money? And you know what he said? I can give you some Walmart gift cards. Now, remember, if you refer to a lawyer, you'd get $100 or you mm-hmm. get a percentage. Or so I'm like, man, I definitely know I've made him a million off my own stuff. Right. And he said, I'll give you some Walmart gift cards. Guys that I definitely know I made millions of dollars for, mm-hmm. I couldn't get my phone calls returned. Wow. So it wasn't that I learned something going back to prison. I learned something by finally really neat. Because I've always been the giver. Mm-hmm. You ain't know me from a bowl of cereal. Nah, man, come on, man. I, I'll That's give right. you the code to the house. Just Yeah, yeah. Because all you can do is mess it up, and then we'll right. just catch each other when we catch right. each other. right. But when cats that you on stage night after night, 
Family is my everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Well, bro, can I get, can I get that two hundred dollars? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, so what I learned was to pay my taxes. Pay your taxes. Didn't they? T- I mean, they took Al Capone down for taxes. Yes. Not for all. Not the murder. Stuff, not not yeah. all the stuff. No. You know Al Capone. They didn't even for. try to give you a chance to like let's make a deal. Let's let's make some arrangements. Well, I went that. on the run. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I yeah, I, I kind of panicked yeah. a little bit. You want it all? Like three million? <laughs> I can't. Damn. Because I did a session of insane. Like man, I could put something on it. Man. <laughs> you want one of these motorcycles? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, taxes are different. Uh, dads went through it also. And at that time, my child support was 5,600 a month. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, we're collecting these checks. Mm-hmm. But may I, again, die deaf 10 times over. I never took more than $50,000 out of every deal that we did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll get mine on the back end, mm-hmm. which is why I live off very comfortably of royalties now. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you to Sound Royalties for those checks every month. <laughs> um, you caught that again. But uh, when I realized when they posted that on the door, mm. and I didn't take it that serious at first, and if anybody has ever watched the movie Glass, that's directed by Ray Den, Emmy Award winning, he wanted to do my, my true story. Mm-hmm. There was no more notes on the door. The cops were in my house eating my cereal when I walked in. Mm. Literally, the Jay Scratch plays, my guy Jay Scratch from Q104 plays the detective, mm-hmm. uh, Detective Sadler. And he was like, you feed <clears> your <throat> kids this nasty? I said, I'm standing there like, you're in my house. Yeah. And them telling me, so we need you to go down to the IRS building on Monday. And I went down there and I looked into the room and I realize I'm looking at a mirror that I can't see anything on the other right. mirror. And I'd heard about this mirror. Yeah. And I said, I would excuse myself and go to the restroom. And I went on the run for seven months. Wow. And I'd never drank alcohol before in my life. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. You run anybody that ever sees me have a drink that trips them. Mm-hmm. And I turned into a full-blown alcoholic because I... Had another house in Arizona, so I bought it from Charles Lee, who played with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I'm hiding that in that house. Pop all vodka's only seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Who needs Tylenol? Just grab a bottle of vodka, mm-hmm. and I started drinking, and I just hid. Mm-hmm. And I finally turned myself in when my third youngest daughter was like, "Why aren't you coming for your visits?" Mm-hmm. And because I would sneak. And then they went and started talking to mothers. Like, you know, we're looking for him. Yeah. So what I learned, sorry to drag the question out. What I learned was crime does not in any facet. And when you get into white collar crime, like I literally was, I'm going to jail. I'm getting 16 months in Terminal Island for taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest ripoff in the world is taxes. Not to get anybody in any trouble, but they didn't write none of your rhymes. Yeah. They didn't yeah. do any of your business. They don't, and we literally pay someone. Let's take that back. We literally get our money taken mm-hmm. that does nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. So that that gregarious side, that anger was like, I'm really going to jail. Yeah. And all right. that tough in the world, <laughs> you know, yeah. was like, 
yeah, you're going to jail. You get mad all you want. Guess what don't work in this? Gang banging don't work. Right. We're not impressed. You need right. more people. <laughs> right. And so, right. yeah, what I learned was that there is no half stepping. Mm-hmm. And from that day on, it was paying my taxes. You know what? Let me ask you, do you make more money, uh, not to get in your business, but do you make more money off of the masters that you have acquired opposed to your music that you that you? Oh, yeah, made? I don't. Yeah. You know, because there's a company for any artists that have catalog. Um, catalog. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, you know, if you've sold, say you've sold a million records. Mm-hmm. And those songs continue to make money. Right. You know, so someone like a Spice one. Yeah. Um, now, he may not see that money anymore, mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. But there's this company called Sound Royalties, who I just shouted out. Sound Royalties does their, I, this is not a sponsorship. They, yeah. And they do their due diligence to find your royalties. Mm. Well, obviously... The Mo Thug catalog, the Bone catalog, the Tupac catalog, mm-hmm. all the songs I've done with so many people. Mm-hmm. And that check was retired 10 times over. Wow. So when you say the Tupac catalog, are there are these songs that are in the marketplace? These are, these are unreal. So when they came out to Arizona to my house, Molly, mm-hmm. there's a Bible. There's literally a Tupac Bible that they match songs Mm -hmm. and I had songs they could not match. Mm -hmm. So what I did, this is all public record. I Mm -hmm. sold everybody their songs back that belonged to them. Mm -hmm. So Interscope sold Ivine back, sold, not gave. Mm -hmm. You want these songs back? You want the original masters? Mm. We're talking left acapella, right? Go ahead. So these are, uh, so, so basically the masters, the sessions of songs that yes. they have that are out. That that they didn't have anymore. That they didn't that, have. Right, that, right, right. That Sugar was supposed to, he got that. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. $10 million gotcha. from Koch at that time. Okay. And they were blank. Gotcha. you didn't have them. Okay. So I've never to this day, I, so, yeah, you know. So Suge did the, yeah, yeah. damn. They didn't finish the whole wire. Yeah. It was like 2.3 something they gave him. Okay. He, but again, when I get up from a table, uh-huh. it turns into this. Is this nigga telling the truth? <laughs> and then you pull up all my projects and yeah. see there's a Tupac project on everything. Yeah. You got cats that were signed to death row. They can't put it. Do you know I'm the only artist in the world? The only artist in the world. When I leave, do your homework. That has a legal song with Biggie and Pac. Mm. The I Am joint with me and mm-hmm. E40. Mm-hmm. There's a remix with an unreleased Biggie and an unreleased Pac. What do you think those checks are like? Wow. We're not talking yeah. unreleased Biggie and unreleased Pac. Yeah. So when it comes to the dry mass, we're talking that the ADATs, mm-hmm. the two inch, exactly. that's all been transferred. Mm-hmm. One day off camera, mm-hmm. I'll sit and tell you how. Yeah. It wasn't that I just, when yeah, yeah, yeah. they say the gangster yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, that happened, yeah. Yeah. it actually was somebody you wouldn't even imagine that lives in New Zealand now. Wow. That, Like I said, off okay. camera. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I make more money off of you know, my yeah. percentage so, of ownership. So you license those masters to, I guess, because you need an administrator. Yeah, so, yeah. so 
if the songs legally belong to, mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. sold those back. Okay. If they can't match those masters and they want to use them, the Pox Life album, the song mm-hmm. that I put Nipsey on, mm-hmm. they got to pay me for that. Right. Okay. Every 30 days before, mm-hmm. remember, it used to be, if you lucky, you got a $90 check every six months, Mass That's right. That's right. Now, because of digital, you get a check every month. Right. Right. So- if they're unreleased, mm-hmm. like but you have to understand, I didn't just do. I own George, some George Benson. Yeah. I own some Donna Summer. I own yeah. some Whitney Houston. Wow. So, what made you get into that game? Because most most people from the hood and artists don't understand publishing and masters and things like that. They just know, okay, I want to be a performer. Right. Pay me like one. They don't yeah. understand ownership. Well, you know what ends up happening? I'll get emails like, "Hey, Cass, so how I get in this master thing? Yeah, where I do that at?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you uh, go over there on 98th and Avalon. Yeah. And, um, there's a guy by the name of Brian Pereira. Um, Cleopatra Records. Mm-hmm. And this is when, again, I obtain the Mo Thug rights. And Steve Lobel tells me about this company called Southwest. I mean, Cleopatra. And at that time, do you remember? Nir- Nir- was, who was the issue? It was before Universal. Nirvana. Nir- Nir- New Tribe? It wasn't New Tribe. They were a distributor for us, for okay. independence. Uh, and I know what you're talking about. Yes. I can't think it of was it. with an N. Yeah. 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 I know. Uh, Navar. 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 Yeah. See, now you know I'm not lying. <laughs> um, and he had just did the deal with Navar. Mm-hmm. And we go down and meet, and I'm in his warehouse, and I'm seeing Elvis Costello. Mm-hmm. He asked me to do a reggaeton remix with Bob Mar- By the way, only artist in the world with an unreleased Bob Marley. Wow. Had to part. Yeah. Which was the B-side of Wicked Lady. Mm-hmm. So he would buy, remember the B-side was a gimme, a gimme. It was a gimme. Right, right. So he would buy, he used to do t-shirts mm-hmm. for the rock concerts. And remember Lemmy from Motorhead? Mm-hmm. From Motorhead? Mm-hmm. He catches him at a concert one day. And Lemmy was one of those guys that would walk off stage at the Troubadour, go outside and be like, who's bootlegging my shit? Mm-hmm. And he sees this big, tall Billy Zane looking dude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're making these t-shirts? He's like, Same yeah, Billy Zane. that's what he looks like. Swear to God. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, well, what are you selling these shirts for? And he's like, I'm selling them for 20 bucks. He goes, I like you. Because mm-hmm. he literally was going to go in his pocket like, well, this is what I made. He says, I'm going to let you make the t-shirts for Motorhead. It went from that interest of this kid from, you know, uh, Beverly Hills, not rich, didn't grow up with money, to saying, well, what do you do with these other songs? And he said, well, I, you know, they're B-sides. They just give those away. So he goes to his parents and says, will you let me put, help me put these records out? So he starts putting out 45s over Mm -hmm. in Europe. Mm -hmm. Because in Europe, they still do what? They spend vinyl. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, he starts putting out 12 inches, 45. They, I just got back in Germany. I literally mm-hmm. saw 45 still in the store. Mm-hmm. And then he just started approaching. He started licensing. Mm-hmm. So to answer with my long ass answer, he taught me the licensing game. Mm-hmm. So I would catch cats like Spice One, Yuck, mm-hmm. Corrupt, and be like, look, what do you got? Mm-hmm. Like, I did the, who owns it? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Right, but if you're signed to so-and-so, who owns it? Because, mm-hmm. see, I, now I don't own the master. I own the license of it. Mm-hmm. And it's usually six months or a year. Long story short, I just started buying catalog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I just started buying 
artist after artist. I've, I own some Rick Ross because big, I own some Bruno Mars because before Bruno right. Mars was Bruno Mars, right. he was whatever he was. So how do, how do you come in possession of a Rick Ross? or, or, or There's a producer Ross? somewhere flat broke and he can't financially put it out, but he uh, produced Rick Ross probably in 2000, whatever. I got you. Okay. Like I own some Neo and some Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. It was a street cat that Big J and all them know. Mm-hmm. And he was living out in Vegas, Bruno Mars was, and Neo's from Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I got eight songs. Well, let me go ahead and you don't know what <laughs> yeah. to do with it. Right. So if you listen to the song, um, uh, Can't Come Back to Me with Lazy Bone and Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. mm. that's the executive producer. Okay. He had him all he Gustavo Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what I'm curious because, um, like I was talking with Lay, we were talking about the whole Mo Thugs and the albums. You have all of that, the, the family scriptures, yes. one and two, really? Yeah. So it's all good. You got that in Ghetto Cowboy. And, yeah. and, and well, you Thug just heard the remix to Ghetto Cowboy. I just mm-hmm. did a remix to it. Really? Oh, yeah. We're shooting the video next week. Damn. Yeah. Oh, wow. So Crazy's on the hook, but we mm-hmm. remixed it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my thing was they weren't seeing any money off of it. Mm-hmm. And I always pay homage and I say, Lazy is the creator of Mo Thugs, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll continue to keep saying that. Yeah, you know, my only thing is, I'm still the financier of it. Right. So you know, the fans got angry, like, "Oh, he's ruining Mo Thugs." Mm-hmm. Well, I can't keep putting out the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I finally signed a Latino group. I signed other people. I signed just kid, signed a kid over in Egypt named Profi, mm-hmm. who's from Eritrea, where Nipsey's from. Mm-hmm. That takes Mo Thugs to a different level. Right. Just like right. you extending it to your daughter, it right. takes it to another level. Exactly. So now we got kids in Egypt saying Mo Thugs. Yeah, yeah. You know, I when Muta when Muta called me and said, hey, by the way, they banging rolling 60s in Egypt. Yeah. I was like, what are they banging on? Camels? Who the fuck <laughs> and I flew all the way to Egypt. There's yeah. documentation of it. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, every picture, shout out to my man Rami. Mm-hmm. Rami's the shot caller out in Cairo, Egypt, from Eritrea, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Nipsey's country. Every picture he was banging on burgers. Mm-hmm. He's banging on a <laughs> picture. Just so I messed with him one day. I yeah. said, "Why are you banging in Egypt?" Yeah. Oh, because we we don't <laughs> we don't we don't bang. We just we like yeah. support. I said, "No, nah, because yeah. we ain't got supporters." Right. When you throw this out, because you from us. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you? I said, wait, your brother's name is Sue Whoop. Yeah. I'm not making this up. His brother. Now I said, so your brother's a blood. Yeah. I was like, y'all got to, everybody knows this story. Yeah. I said, y'all got to get out, cuz. No, 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 no. What, what do you mean? We don't, we don't want to, huh? I said, cuz y'all got a thunder. His brother's name is Sue Whoop. If you go to my Instagram, there's a big Rami, neighborhood yeah. sub six, yeah. and then there's a Sue Whoop, and that's his brother. And I was like, and obviously I was playing with them, but I was mm-hmm. I was like, cuz y'all gotta get down, cuz yeah. I was doing the eyes yeah. every time. Cuz y'all gotta get you gotta thunder this nigga, cuz. You yeah. about to be you about to be infant cast, yeah. homie. Yeah. No, 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 big cast. We don't want this everything we want. I said, well, stop then. Yeah. But I yeah. end up signing one of their kids who's yeah. also from Nipsey's country, mm-hmm. named Profi. Mm-hmm. And again, I just try to continue a legacy. Right, right. Lazy Bone is the architect. He is the designer of Bone mm-hmm. Thugs and Harmony of Mo Thugs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do I wish we had the relationship? That was my brother. Mm-hmm. His mother was my mother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stu D's, Stanley, like mm-hmm. that's my family. Mm-hmm. But sadly, money will drive. 
and you just look, you'll have 20 more people cross you and steal your weed or want to bang mm -hmm. your old lady. Right. I just needed to do business. Mm -hmm. And sadly, as we saw, and I'm putting it on camera, we just were in the parking lot together and didn't say one word to each other. Mm -hmm. This is a yeah. person who we've slept in each other's houses. We've, you know, mm -hmm. and didn't know he was going to be there. Right. No, it's, this has been an interesting day, brother. Yeah. Yeah. First time that happened with us. Um, so what, what, you know, you've had a very, uh, interesting journey. Uh, it's been nifty. Least. Yes. It's been nifty. Um, was that what, what? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. What prompted you and compelled you to write the book? The book was approached to me by a company called Windswept a few years ago, and mm -hmm. I just couldn't get my head. I was like, I don't want to do a tell-all. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about what women I... Mm -hmm. And so I said no. Mm -hmm. And then they asked for the check back. <laughs> <laughs> Money can move you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hmm. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's kind of a funny story like what uh, Richard Pryor said, you know. Remember he said, you know, money will make you, you know, uh, sell your self-respect, mm -hmm. you know. And he was like, you know, you sitting there battling with it, you know. He <laughs> yeah. said, you know, and money winning. I mean, fuck my self-respect. Yeah. <laughs> <Respect. You know? laughs> your bank account, that new Bentley in the driveway is going, nigga, we won. Um, and it wasn't so much. It was just I could not understand how to write the book. Mm -hmm. And... If you ever need a voice of reason, become best friends with Ice T or claim him as, as a brother. That's right. Because Tracy cool. Morrow will will never ever lie to you. Mm -hmm. And when I told him I wanted to write a book, he was like, "Just make sure you don't go to jail because your stories are mm -hmm. way different than my stories." Mm -hmm. I I just you know again the book is called I made it off the block, <laughs> not another statistic, and I. Originally, the book was called I Am My Father's Son. The cover was different. It was this dark cover. It was black and white. There was a silhouette of my birth father who I never met. Mm -hmm. And I remember I sent it to the publisher, and they were like, does he smile? <laughs> you know? Um, and they were like, we think he could sell more books if he at least smiles. Mm -hmm. You know, make it. So it was funny when I talked to the, to the publisher, they are like, See, this looks like a self-help book. Inspire your life. Yeah, he may look like he could probably change some lives yeah. or screw them up. But, but to me, the book is a blueprint mm -hmm. of any parent mm -hmm. that has a child that may be troubled in the hood. Okay. Um, that has a husband that's in and out of jail or a boyfriend or a mm -hmm. brother or a sister or a father. This is the blueprint of... I've been shot, I've been to prison, I gangbang, I'm an entrepreneur, I am not a wishful thinker, mm -hmm. I am a, a reality doer. Mm -hmm. And when I was asked, they didn't like the title. And it turned out there was like mm -hmm. 30 I am my father's son titles. Okay, yeah. And I was on the phone with my publisher in New York and they're like, well, what else could you call it? Mm -hmm. And I, I was just telling Nisa, I was, See, I'll never call you by your name now. It'll be my niece. Um, all my brothers know me. If it's right. your wife, it'll that's be right. sis. That's you right. can say her name 50 times now, that's sis. Um, I was telling the original, you mm -hmm. saw the original cover. It was yep. black and white. Yep. 
mm-hmm. and it was called I'm My Father's Son. And they said, well, what else could you call it? I was like, shit, I don't know. I mean, I made it off the block. I, mm-hmm. I, I said, there it is. Yeah. That's I, you. And I went, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I want to ask you this, because um, I, I started on a book as well. Okay. Right. And through that process, bro, I found myself being mentally and emotionally drained. Yes. Uh, I didn't realize that I've never done it, had no reference point. I was mm. just going through my past. Thing about it, <clears throat> it was emotionally draining because it was a lot of good things, a lot of things that yeah. had passed. Yes. And then you start remembering people that meant everything to you that are mm. no longer here. Did you? How did you navigate that? Was it the same experience for you? I gave away more chapters. What I, when Ice-T was like, look, hire a writer. Mm-hmm. Not a ghostwriter. Ghostwriter right. is somebody that just tells your story. Right. Hire a writer. Yep. And my man Nicholas, shout out to Nick um, from New York. Mm-hmm. There's some misprints in this book mm-hmm. because I was sick at the time and he spelled Crip, K R I P P. So anybody's going to come out the woodwork like, there ain't no real Crip. He spelled it. When you get into the big money, sometimes it doesn't always come across yeah, your desk. Right. There was a part where he was like, so then I was like, yo, son. I was like, my nigga, we don't say. Yeah, we don't talk like that. Yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but the most impeccable writer, mm-hmm. the draining part to your question is things that you think sound right for a book were honestly just medicine you needed to. Right. You know, it was therapy mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. need. You know, I, Karen Gravano, Sammy the Bull daughter mm-hmm. um there was a write-up that we dated that was my heart mm-hmm. you know did we have some romantic that was as far as i wanted to get to talk about you know there was a chapter about dana plato from different strokes mm-hmm. but i was with dana plato when she was on her so i don't want to i didn't put that in the book right because i didn't win her the right way mm-hmm. i won her because i was a drug dealer so was I that cute or were my drugs were really that attractive? Right. With Karen, I end up giving the chapter away. You'll know when your book is done, when it's done. Mm-hmm. About 75% of the book, I finally told Nick, we're good. I want to do this mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. Because I started learning, sometimes less said is best said. That's right. Yeah. And we overkill because we think everybody wants to hear this right. news bulletin. They don't. Right. <laughs> so the Karen chapter, I just gave it away on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I gave it away for her to understand. I'll never disrespect mm-hmm. your name that way. Like mm-hmm. this woman never went to hiding, never did witness protection. Mm-hmm. Not her brother Gerard, mm-hmm. her father kept it one eye. You can call him a snitch all you want. But if me and you go to jail mm-hmm. and I'm hearing tape recorders, are you going, oh, Cass is a fuck up. Just go ahead and let him. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't believe in snitching, yeah. but I definitely believe in getting even. <laughs> right, you know what right, I mean? Right. But if you're writing this book, honestly, Court, sit by yourself. That's what I. That's what I did. So my process was like you said. I had a a, a writer, and okay. basically I was doing voice voice yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah, same thing. That's what I do. But I have hours of it. And I tell you, like, I would do it, and then I would tell my wife, I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just want to sleep. I just feel, you know. Yeah. And what it was is just going through so much in my past. And my thing is because I carry so much loss. You know, I've lost so many people in my life, you know. And then, like I said, those those good times, those things that made me feel good, it's like they're long past, you know, never to return. So People have asked, you know, obviously people know the first person 
we beaten this, you know, we talked about it in life after the penitentiary with Big Herc. You know, I'm I'm a I don't like the word survivor. I'm a, a an example of being molested as a child. You know, my mm-hmm. first person I ever laid with was my birth mother. Mm-hmm. And no child should have to experience that, mm-hmm. let alone a child that's being molested by a man. Mm-hmm. You know, I was molested by a woman. Mm-hmm. And I've got siblings like, that didn't happen, that didn't. Okay, she was Mother Teresa. Go ahead and run with that. Mm-hmm. But what finally broke me in the book was about a cat. I did not cry the whole book until I was doing the audible at the studio in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And there's a section of the book where I begged my birth mother to let me have this cat. I named mm-hmm. the cat Tabby. Again, I'm big cats. Mm-hmm. You know, I got two bullets. No, I don't. <laughs> and, you know, sadly, my birth, you know, I was born addicted to heroin. So any wittiness that you may catch off me, mm-hmm. some of that is lingering effects of some good heroin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've never done a drug in my life, but it just happened to come with the package. Yeah. Yeah. And I came home one day and my neighbor, Miss Aubrey, I talk about it in the book. You guys get the whole story, but she's looking at me like, baby, don't open that trash can. And the story of Donald Duck is in the book. You got to read the book to know what Donald Duck is about. But I saw Donald on top of the, the lid was halfway and I saw the feet of Donald Duck and Miss Aubrey going, baby, don't open that up. And I didn't respect Miss Aubrey because she was the neighborhood snoop. She was a neighborhood snitch. So I'm going to open that lid. And I completely, yo, right? And I'm the toughest motherfucker I know, this side of Nantucket. Mm-hmm. And I lost it. I let out tears. I haven't let out probably in years mm-hmm. about this cat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. I had to sit here and know that this woman took that from me. So as you're writing, you're mm-hmm. going to know which stories your your birth mother, she killed the cat? She killed the cat. Wow. The cat, uh, the story I got, which she was a very short, she was very short with her anger. Um, she said the cat urinated on something. Didn't show it to me, didn't. You know, this is a woman that I brought a puppy home probably eight months later, and it's in the book, and I asked, can I have the puppy? And... She had a moment of grandeur where she's like, okay. And then she wanted to hold the puppy. Now, my, my birth giver was about 300 pounds. Mm. Five foot nothing, but about 300 pounds. It could hit like a man. Mm. And I... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is after the cat. We lit our show, my man, where I lived. I lived on one side of 3rd Avenue. She was having sex with the landlord who moved us across the street. And there was always something tumultuous in that life. So I handed the puppy and the puppy starts shaking. Because I'm the first interaction with the owner, from the mother to the owner to me. Now I, and dogs know, animals know. And she's holding the puppy, starts shaking. Puppy's barely six weeks old. And... Julie's petting. She's like, oh, poor baby. You know, won't stop shaking. And I'm pleading with my eyes, like, please stop shaking. Mm-hmm. And a uh, little bit of urine came out, and she slung the puppy across the room, and it banged into the dresser, and 
broke its neck. And at 55, mm. that story didn't bother me until I told it mm. to myself three months ago, or mm. two months ago on the Audible, that why was this woman so vicious? Mm-hmm. And for years, I owned her behavior. As we all joked before we turned the cameras on about how violent we were, mm-hmm. my violence, I would say, remember people say, oh, you just like your daddy. Mm-hmm. Or you just like your mama. Mm-hmm. The truth is, you're actually not. You don't have to own that behavior. That's right. I owned it. Mm-hmm. And that's what this book is about. It's about making it. If I just told you stories of, oh, look, that nigga's life was miserable. Mm-hmm. It becomes boring. Mm-hmm. So there's success with my dog now, mm-hmm. who I pay homage to my dog for the dogs before, mm-hmm. you know, or the cat before. Mm-hmm. But she was a very... She was a, a a very messed up woman, mm-hmm. you know. Did you find did you find healing in doing this book? Yeah. Okay. Knowing that I, <clears throat> sure I I did I wasn't allowed to cry then because if mm-hmm. you cried, remember what they said? Let me give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I was in the vocal booth and I got you know again one of the toughest niggas I know who's with me every day, hearing me get quiet in this dark booth, mm-hmm. and. They're knowing why I'm quiet because I'm in there losing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in there letting go of painful tears. Mm-hmm. You know, when she died, Ice T was like, "Man, because he knew he knew her." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Man, go to her funeral. Let your kids." They met her one time. He was like, "Let them choose," and we went. I saw my birth sister walk right by me. Saw a little fuck boy walk right by me, and everybody was on the left, and me and my kids were on the right, and they're going, "Oh, Julie, we give you the shirt off their back," and I'm like, the comedian, going, "Yeah, but you don't know where that shirt came from." Like I was just. I wasn't angry. I was just mm-hmm. fine. She's dead now. Mm-hmm. And I went back a year later after her passing. And she's inside Inglewood Cemetery. I went into the mausoleum. She's in the mausoleum. And I went to her. I still have the picture and the video. And I went to her, her thing. And I wanted to see if I could cry. Mm-hmm. I so badly wanted to see if I really felt any emotions. Mm-hmm. Or was I Because re- you're either angry or you hate. Or you're just empty. And when I realized I couldn't let out any tears, I giggled and I went, boy, you were a mean ass son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And I took a picture and walked away. Mm-hmm. That was my closure. Mm-hmm. Writing the book wasn't closure. It was my opening of overstanding where I am today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's my overstanding of why I do things the way I do them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, why I take the chances I take, right? You know, you're the daughter of an entrepreneur, but you're also the daughter of an ex street dude. Mm-hmm. You're the niece of, you know, and now you're a niece of a nutcase. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you will never overstand it until we're gone, right? You know, right? My the woman who raised me owned over 200 beach properties, but she was the wife of a notorious motorcycle outlaw mm-hmm. and my dad was my everything stone cold racist it wasn't mm-hmm. until he was dying that he realized he was a racist mm-hmm. my dad was the i got black friends i was like nigga you got darlene <laughs> and stanley <laughs> well you can count your black friends you know and yeah. it wasn't until you know and i will i will share this with you i'm sure you got to kick me out soon but um my mother passed first and i was sitting on the couch with my dad and he said, um, you know what it's like to go from six feet tall to four foot ten? I was like, no. And he goes, 
I measured myself today. I've been sitting on this couch since your mom's passing. And I realize I'm this big, tough, kick-ass biker, you know. And I'm sitting here four foot ten. And you know how much I wish I was six feet tall and your mom was serious so I could dance with her. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have danced with her more. Mm-hmm. That's when all the tough shit in the world. See how the room just kind of went somber right now? Mm-hmm. You just kind of go, man, this, you don't get this time back. That's right. Dance with your lover more. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the privilege of seeing my ex-wife yesterday and had not. <laughs> See, I just went. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Um, and it felt okay for me to be okay with whatever she was angry with me about. Mm-hmm. But it also felt okay for me to go, I don't have to defend anything. Mm-hmm. You're going to go your way. I'm going to go my way. Mm-hmm. Still to me, one of the most beautiful. When I talk about in the book, I've never been in love. I've never. I, when I meet women, I say, there's two things you're never going to hear me say. I love you or will you live with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm the biggest manipulating narcissist because a fuck boy will never admit that mm-hmm. the first time a woman called me narcissist was like bitch hold on you, know, <laughs> you right like damn <laughs> it this bitch got me is this on google and <laughs> and i had to come to the realization yeah i'm a narcissist i'm a pugilist with my mouth i can manipulate boy i was one of them trifling debarges you know what i mean <laughs> and now that i realize that it makes me understand why I'm not somebody's good husband. Mm-hmm. You know, the running joke is, damn, you've been married seven times. And I would go, well, somebody's got to watch the dog when I go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> the truth was, what are we as convicts? Right. Con men. Mm-hmm. And I would have to make sure my cars are good when I go to jail. Mm-hmm. So what's the ultimate thing? Get her with sex and get her with marriage. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I lost this woman who I consider my mom. And she was on her deathbed on morphine mm-hmm. thought my dad built her new drapes she's in the hospital and she's thinking she's at home but she's high on morphine look at the cabinet your dad made me and later that night i went back to go visit her and the new hospice nurse i walk in and she's like oh this is the son i'm hearing about remember cabinets and draperies just mm-hmm. hours before Mm-mm. silver tongue fox he's a tramp run girl ignore him <laughs> you see how we all just laughed mm-hmm it hit me and I walked out the room and cried. My dad came out and he goes, do you get it now? Mm-hmm. I needed to see it through the mother's eyes of this woman was not my blood, but she loved my, I mean, I houses foreclosed on mm-hmm. that were in her name. Mm-hmm. You know, I went on the run when I came home, they found me up at Neptune's net mm-hmm. on back in the outlaw world. And I hear, cause my mother called me pretty. Mm-hmm. That's where pretty. If you ever hear me say that's where and I hear pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's my sister Renee. And she's like, Mom and Dad across the street. Mm-hmm. And my mother was paralyzed on the right side, never missed a ride with my dad on the motorcycle. I walked across the street and she just put her head down, start crying. And she goes, Where are you at? I said, I'm in a halfway house over in Van Nuys. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Can you leave? I was like, Yeah. She goes, Okay, I got a house for you. Mm-hmm. I had just burnt this woman. Two wow. years before that. Wow. She owned a lending company. Mm-hmm. If you're ever in Oxnard and you go down Victoria, when you get to the end where the <clears throat> beach is, you'll see Pacific Rim Realty. Mm-hmm. My mother started as the receptionist to the assistant. And when she passed, she was the owner for 36 years. Wow. Had no real estate experience. 
my dad was a badass biker. Yeah, that's usually how I go. Yeah. yeah. And she put me in the house. So I just had to learn. Yeah. And no women should ever have to go through the bullshit I put them through. Yeah. You know, I talk very shortly. There's a chapter called Tell of Six Wives. It's mm-hmm. actually eight because I married two twice. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't bring my daughter. I know. Um, we'd have some great marriages, though. They would tell me. I'd be like, what time is it, three? I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> but even my daughters, I don't bring them into the book. Yeah. Um, because I think it should just be about my mis- misfortunes yeah. and missteps. Yeah. Right, and I will strongly, strongly push you to say, "Don't finish the book. Mm-hmm. Just work on the book." Right, because if you just finish it, you don't know if it's not right. Right, you know, right, because you want. He knows you, yeah. So it's different. She knows you. It's different. Mm-hmm. When you started hearing my audibles, you were mm-hmm. damn man. When I posted uh, Paula, Minister Khalid Muhammad, rest mm-hmm. in peace, mm-hmm. and, you, and I posted a picture, and he's like, "Yeah." These stories just can't keep coming. Yeah. And he hit me privately like, yo, you lived with Khaled Muhammad? (laughs) Yes. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of time in this world that you can yeah, do a lot of stuff. That's real. I mean, you've lived shit 20 lives, bro. You I, 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 are, uh, you, are you planning on writing another one? I have one book. I did that documentary, Life mm-hmm. of a 1% Center, that was huge. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get to tell my story. I told the story of Chosen Few. I told the story of the Vagos. Told the story mm-hmm. of the Mongols, mm-hmm. and the, the the abuse in the motorcycle world, mm-hmm. and to just the element of the oldest one percenter mm-hmm. outlaw club. The book now is called Life as a One Percenter. Mm-hmm. So the documentary was one thing, but this now it's my story. Nice. Now yeah. it's time to to piss some folks off and go. Yeah. Well, all you gotta do is prove it to me. Yeah. You know. Man, you got an amazing story, inspirational one as well. Um, as do as do you. Yeah, yeah. No, yours is a you know. I think you done lived a little <laughs> bit more than me. <laughs> Only by but, age, brother. But, you know. but no, it's a blessing, man. Uh, I I really I have listened to the audibles, and I will say, yeah, the, they need to go get this book because it's 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 a lot of good shit in here, and not another statistic. And it's actually you you're teaching a lot too. Let me ask you one last question. Yeah. I mean, where? I always say if you live life long enough, it'll teach you how to live. Mm. Where where did your enlightenment, your enlightenment come? Your your understanding, your your insight. Where did that come when from? When I stopped looking for a leader, when I, I stopped looking for God. I, you know, when I got to Egypt, I thought, you know, I did my Shahada mm-hmm. live on air with Muta, Napoleon, mm-hmm. in Egypt. There's a known picture when you come out to the house, but it's on my page too. Mm-hmm where I sat in the same spot where Malcolm X did his Shahada when he, it was just a piece of tape there. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. 
And I posted it, and someone was like, you do know that is where Malcolm X did his Shahada. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, so I thought, oh, I'm the chosen one. And then three days later, I was like, God damn, I want some bacon. <laughs> that was so wrong. Pork and white uh, women. Yeah, pork and white women. <laughs> but for me, when I realized <laughs> I couldn't answer the question, I can't find it in a woman. I knew my life became structured when I knew that I have not done women right, mm. and God is not going to fix it. Mm. If you're into it, it's not for me to. Mm. I'm just too much of a realist to go, look, I ain't, I ain't never met him. Mm -hmm. You know, I probably believe in UFOs a little too quick. Mm -hmm. But life became more structured for me when I just stopped looking. Right. Okay. Okay. Man, so, OG. <laughs> That's a lot. It's been heavy. This is this, this been heavy. It's, it's, yeah. Well, and, we, we could have did a bunch of, uh, and, uh but and, we, we said it. And the thing is, you know what? We're going to have to have you come back to the show because, to be honest with you, your journey is, is, is too vast to squeeze into an hour, hour and a yeah. half. You know what I mean? So I we might that. have to do this a couple more times. Uh, what I would, Ken? Yeah, I'm here. Y'all come out to, come out to, you house. know what? We're going to do that. You know Listen. what? Listen. On and camera. not my house. On, on I camera. have, no, Property. no, no. On camera, we're going to OGs. He say he gonna fly us out. Yes, he say he gonna do it up for us at the at the. the we'll either do that. We'll either do. Well, or that's just here. You can come here this Saturday. Oh yeah, now I forgot you, you oh, got the other one. Real quick, yeah, I forgot you. I'll be at Barnes and Nobles this Friday in Ventura, um, on telephone at five p.m. That's the street telephone road. Yeah. Hopefully, you can make it out. My little for nephew sure. Marion is coming out. Okay. Um, another is story that, is that this uh, this Friday. Okay. Yeah. So I will be at the Barnes and Nobles come, this Friday. Please do, and yeah. then come on to the beach house. I got to. I got to. But I say this because I'm not buying anything. I'm not. Mm -hmm. But again, if you we so quick to call someone family, we'll mm -hmm. do something family like. No, <laughs> and and let me say that. Let me say that in front of everybody. You have treated me as such ever since oh, we wrapped. You embraced me. You yeah. ingratiated me. Yeah. And, and I didn't I know you from a bowl of cereal. No, bro. that's real. Off the top. What it was is at first we start rapping. He was like, okay, cool. It was a little embracing. But I think once yeah. you talk to Ice, once you talk to mm -hmm. her, once the references checked out, it's like okay. Because I want, I will tell you who always intrigued me. Mm -hmm. Because he's supposed to be the quiet one. Mm -hmm. But he'd hone in. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, he's got a family. Mm -hmm. And then when you brought niece, mm -hmm. it was like my goal before I leave this earth, whether it's tomorrow or the next, I want to see people never go the routes that we mm -hmm. used to go. That's right. You know, I just happen to take a few more vacations. Mm -hmm. And don't ever wonder why I embrace someone. Mm -hmm. You got a brother to the left that's not on camera that he's going through some stuff. And okay, well, then I'm going to go through it with you. The difference is I don't want to suffer with you. I want you to win. Right. As hundred some thousand dollars worth of this over my warehouse go fill your truck up and go make you some money and i'll see you when i see you mm -hmm. i got six motorcycles mm -hmm. how many motorcycles i got seven six if i got a motorcycle you got a motorcycle yeah but if you break it you better pay for it yeah mm -hmm. that's how that's how me and him is yeah. he's, he's gotten up he's shouldered and gotten up under shit with me but yeah. he didn't have to yeah you know and if anything when people take away from these these podcasts mm -hmm. is we could have sat here and just constantly talked about degradation right Right. Instead, it's I got to share my stories, but I got to share it with family. Right. Right. So when I get up and walk up out of here, only thing that I hope to leave with you is, man, he didn't take nothing away from us. Yep. We took something from each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't do that enough. Mm -hmm. 
So if I could sit here and say, man, come on out to either the beach house or come on. Mm-hmm. Or I may just go, look, we're going to go to the big house in mm-hmm. Rocky Point. Mm-hmm. As long as you got your passport, because I ain't bailing y'all out. But, <laughs> but, but you got to enjoy life. That's right. That's right. You know, we will, we will give more to total strangers. You'll let your boss tell you what to do. You'll let cops tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. You'll let your landlord tell you what to do. But you won't listen to your friends. That's right. When your friends just, I just want to be, I want to sit with people and be jealous of the time when we were away from each other. Mm-hmm. Where I have good times, unless they snore really loud, <laughs> and you have a three-story beach yeah. house, mm-hmm. and you can still hear them snoring. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> but because you love yeah. them, you excuse That's it. That's right. But listen, brother, I thank you, man. I appreciate you, OG, you for real. I appreciate the the the, the game, the knowledge, and I hope wisdom, it, understanding. I hope it added up. Amazon, go get the book. Physical, the ebook. I and made it the, off the block. Not another statistic. And the Audible should drop this week. Oh, good. Amazon does not play when it comes to Like, I literally had to change words because there's things you can't, yeah. you can't yeah. say. Because I make oh, and I know you can't say Oh, yeah, that. it's not in 2023, OG. And no, I don't even not. mean it that way. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. but in our generation, it was yeah. just, yeah. They were okay yeah. with nigga, yeah. but don't put, <laughs> don't put cupcake, you know. Was that, was that derogatory for homosexual? That's right. No, That's it's right. a cupcake-ass nigga. It means he's mushy. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. So we just finally, yesterday, he will tell you, I was like, they took it. So I literally, for three weeks, we've been having to change words yeah. and because it just kept saying error, error. Mm-hmm. But you have to figure out what the errors are. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you two do that shit, yeah. too. But, man, congratulations on the release of the book, OG. Man, I appreciate you coming, sharing uh, your life story. Again, we got to do this again. Because you have so much. Done. You know, and we can't. It's, it's too much. We can't yeah. do a disservice and just, you know, condense it to an hour. Yeah. So, um, man. I appreciate you, brother. Much love. If you, if I can be of any service to you, you already know. Don't you, do. That's 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 all. Yeah. That's that's automatic. So, and we're uh, we're connected through one of the most amazing brothers. That's right. That you can't give a compliment to because he right. give it to himself. Is <laughs> <laughs> my beautiful brother Ice T. Ice T. Yes. OG Ice T. I will say that if there's anybody that fought for me to get off the block. If you ever want to see me really lose it over like that cat, every time I'd come home from juvie or prison, mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit bigger. And he'd mm-hmm. go, oh, you just came home? <laughs> come on in. Yeah. But I would never take him up on it. Yeah. And my mm-hmm. ignorance was, he's like, man, come on, come on on the road, man. You light skin, you this, mm-hmm. you know, and we look alike. And, yeah. And I would go, yeah, but all the niggas you got, they got Beamers and Mercedes, but they still live at home with their parents. Mm-hmm. And for years, I would always use that defense. You know what he said to me one time? He goes, yeah, but they're free and you're not. Wow. Took me years to get that. Gang. And that's honest to God. I don't pay homage to anybody but him where I've tried to pattern myself mm-hmm. after Ice-T. Ab- absolutely. You yeah. know, and he's quick to check you. And the reporter was like, oh, you're the <laughs> longest running black actor. And he went, no, mm-hmm. I'm longest running actor. You know, that's right. So we can all learn something from that beautiful man. Yeah, shout out to Ice T. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, man. Big Court Holding Court Podcast. Rachel Renee, producer Ken, Big Cash. Y'all go get the book. I made it off the block, and we out of here. That part. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate you, OG. Who needs an alarm in the morning 
when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.